The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now we're coming to you this morning from a very sunny Belfast. We're broadcasting from the Titanic Centre. But now we're going to talk sport. Can Ireland upset France on Monday? Who might buy Manchester United? Ireland's women dreaming of their own Grand Slam. And of course, there's plenty of GAA action over the weekend. We're joined by Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball. Kathleen, good morning. Morning, Pat. Uh, everyone talking about what we need to do to try to stop uh, France. Has Stephen Kenny given any indication as to uh, how the stars of the other night might feature in his starting eleven? He has dropped a few hints about his team selection. So obviously on uh, Wednesday against the Latvia, he rested a couple of players, uh, Josh Cullen and Jason Knight. He said that they were both held back and he didn't want to play them to give a bit of time. John Egan also came on a bit later in the game because, as Kenny said himself, he knows how John Egan plays. He doesn't need to see it. There was a bit of talk that Will Smallbone might make his way into the team after that excellent Man of the Match performance from him the other night, but it probably is unlikely likely at this stage uh, and Evan Ferguson is also probably a dead setter to get into the team after scoring his first goal on the international team in his first full debut and I think a lot of people would definitely be excited to see him again against France. Yeah, Well it'll be an exciting match uh, on form, it should only go one way but uh, we live in hope. Now what about the women um, in the Six Nations, uh, what are their prospects? It's difficult to say. This team is kind of coming to a new era. So none of the sevens players are included. This is the first time that the 15s have their own uh, pro contracts. Uh, There's a couple of uncapped players in the squad, Saif McGrath in particular from Ulster. She's making her debut in the opener against Wales at the weekend. I think they'll be looking to finish ahead of where they have. They finished around fourth, fifth the last couple of years. And this year also marks the 10th year since they won the Grand Slam and the Triple crown so I think for them they will just want to turn up and put in a good performance it's unlikely they'll beat England or France considering how strong those two teams are but a good performance against Wales this week would go a long way. Now, uh, we talked during the week about uh, Manchester United and we had the deadline day of Wednesday um, but it's been extended. Yeah, so I was on the show with you and we were talking about who might possibly take over and all the excitement and the hype all day. And then the nine o'clock deadline hit and all of a sudden there was a bit of a confusion among all the journalists because the two main bidders, Sir James Ratcliffe and the Qatari banker Sheikh Jassim, hadn't submitted their bids. They both asked for extensions. Um, So they were told that they had until nine o'clock on Wednesday. It hasn't actually been released yet when the new deadline is. And since then, some new people have come to light. So there's a Finnish billionaire who says he has put in a five billion bid for Manchester United. There's a little bit of feeling as well that maybe the Glazers actually are kind of going cold on selling their shares. So it's a very interesting time. And I just I don't know what way it's going to go. I mean, it feels like it changes every couple of hours. Um, yeah. I, I've it's, a, it's interesting. The Glazers seem to be saying if so many people want this asset, why in God's name are we selling it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but now, it'll be interesting uh, if they do get would, the money. That'll unfold hopefully sooner rather than later because indecision and uh, delay uh, unsettles the fans, certainly. Now let's talk uh, GA. And before we look at the fixtures over the weekend, and there are a few very interesting ones, um, Donegal is completely 
in meltdown. Yeah, it hasn't been a good week for Donegal at all. So they lost Paddy Carr, their manager, after just 149 days in the job. That's just about five months. Um, I mean, the county was already in a bit of disarray with Carlesi walking away from the academy set up. Paddy Carr is gone now. They haven't won since they beat Kerry in the first round of the league. Uh, the county board were holding a meeting last night to have emergency talks about where the county goes from here. It's... Sad to see because, I mean, Donegal, they had such a good squad and they felt like they really had something to build off after that great run they had with Jim McGuinness. But there's a lot of people from inside Donegal and people who have worked in that Donegal setup who said that everything has been turned into a bit of a mess and someone really needs to take over and lead the county. Um, and it doesn't seem that that leadership is there at the moment or anyone who might want to do it, the likes of Jim McGuinness or Michael Murphy just aren't that keen in getting involved in it at the moment, which is sad to see because, I mean, Donegal football, a lot of people have their thoughts and feelings about how they change football, but they're also a very, very good team. Yeah, I I can't really get to the bottom of it. I'm no expert in this area at all. Um, is it all about personalities? Is it, does it boil down to that people don't get on with each other? It's hard to tell. It seems to be stemming from former players and people who have been involved in the coaching setup not getting on with people who are working on the county board. Now, that's all I've seen from the outside. And we tried to get in contact with the county board on Off the Ball to say, you know, you can come on and talk about this because we had talked to a few former players who had said as much. Um, so I think it's really the responsibility for them at this stage to come out and actually give very clear answer to what is going on and where they're going to go from here because it's just it's a mess and no one seems to know what's happening and the fans are getting angsty and it's being talked about constantly and if the team wants to do anything in Ulster or in the championship they're going to need to clear this up sooner rather than later. All right, let's talk about some of the fixtures over uh, the weekend in hurling, of course, Kilkenny and Cork. Yeah, big one. Kilkenny have been on the up and up uh, the last couple of weeks and they're really doing well. Cork... You know, their hurling hasn't been the best the last couple of years and I think if they could take a bit of a, a scalp off Kilkenny, they'll be delighted with themselves. But I imagine this is the sort of game that Kilkenny are going to win out in. All right, and uh, looking at some of the football fixtures, Tyrone and Armagh, Roscommon and Donegal, uh, Mayo and Monaghan, Galway, Kerry, they kind of recommend themselves as uh, possible thrillers? Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, Mayo Monaghan in particular is going to be a good game down in Castlebar. Mayo are absolutely flying it at the moment. Tyrone and Armagh is always a feisty affair. That's an Ulster tie. And Roscommon have been doing really, really well this year. And going up against Donegal, I think a lot of people will be tuning into that one just to see how the team does react to everything that has happened in the last week you know are they the talk was that Paddy Carr was told by the players that they didn't want him around anymore so are they going to put in a bit more for the new management system all right and we'll be looking maybe at Kildare and Meath as well in uh, Newbridge Kathleen thank you very much for joining us Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.